everyone. Mr. Devil here, Kenny Danico, three-time Stanley Cup champion of the New Jersey Devils. And you're listening to the Uncle Puckers New Jersey Devils podcast with Chris, Dan, Bobby, and Tony, the Uncle Puckers. Let's go, Devils! Well, welcome, everybody, into the Uncle Pucker New Jersey Devil podcast, where the only show in America where we come to you simultaneously from Lithuania, Pennsylvania, and New Jersey. Uh, we are the Uncle Puckers. Uh, tonight, you are rolling with myself, Chris, with Dan, and Tony. Bobby has a uh, well-deserved weekend off, you know, for all the uh, legwork he's been doing with our social media accounts and everything. We figured Jofano. we'd give him a night off. Jofano. And uh, Jofano is coming in later. He's going to be yeah. joining us. And uh, so, yeah, another therapy session, I think, because, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, Devil's going to Florida tonight. Blew a two-goal third-period lead. Um, it was uh, a rough one to watch. Um I have a, a lot of thoughts, and as I'm sure you guys do, so uh, I guess we could just throw it on out there. We'll start. Tony, go. I mean, obviously the first period was uh, was a good period. The second period was a great period. Third period came, about, what, two minutes and 40 seconds of goal scoring. Uh, that was over with, and, you know, um, I mean, there were some good things about the game. I thought, it was, I thought we played physical against them. Um, they did out hit us. I think it was what thirty nine to twenty. They out hit us, but we still, came, you know, we played a physical game against them. I think we basically lost the game in those few minutes. Some bad penalty, some you know penalties at the end. Um, but Schmidt played great again. I mean, besides that little period right there, and I don't even know with those goals. I don't know if you can really blame them on him. All those, you know, um, but he played an excellent game. I thought. I kind of had a feeling that tonight was going to be a rough game. Um, I mean, you know, it's, it's going to be it's going to be interesting tomorrow too because this this week has been you know, there's I don't know there's you guys, I mean I love like I always say I'm not talking shit about Jack Hughes Jack Hughes is great but there's just stuff going on right now where guys just aren't looking you know, yeah I mean, I, I mean uh, Dan what do you think about the uh, anything you want to throw in yeah I mean <clears throat> looked well in hand you know for two periods and. Uh, Schmidt was a big reason for that because let's be honest, they did have a couple turnovers. And it was a two-on-one. I saw he made a great save. Blocker save was great. Um, kind of disturbed to see another third-period letdown. This you know, used to be their period. And you think back now, third period has not been their period for some number of games. And you know, now you have the third period biting them in the butt. But the way they played, um, you can't always play from behind. They played from behind so often and came up good. Maybe this is just a little bit of you know odds evening out on you. But you strain three losses together in a row. You're playing Tampa again tomorrow night. Yeah, these look like rough times. And uh, yeah. you know, great opportunity to snap uh, this streak, this losing streak, uh, and get a little redemption against Tampa, which can't come too soon. You know, they're making goalies look really good sometimes. You know, Bob Broski looked. Great in those closing minutes. I saw a lot of highlight saves there. It was just fantastic. But, you know, that's it, not really – I don't think the difference here. That first goal on Schmid was definitely fluky. It was really weird. I mean, i still not sure. It went off somebody's Someone's helmet. Back. Someone's back. Yeah, yeah. back yeah, really or something. Off. And then, boom, Barkov's right there to pick it up. And, you know, it, it, um, don't really blame him for much. I guess he would maybe want that um, second goal – back a little bit if he could I, but it also looked like it changed direction it's kind of hard to figure yeah, out I, in that I, one I don't 
in any way think that this loss is on Schmid at all. Um, I'll even go as far as saying that it's a hot take, and you guys want to argue with me about it, that's fine. Uh, but I will say that I believe Akira Schmid is the best goaltender this team has right now. Um, he is really playing fantastic hockey. Um, you know, this game was so frustrating for me as a fan to watch because even though we had a two-goal lead going into the third, and again, maybe this is just me. Let me know what you guys thought. I didn't think we ever had control of the game. Even though we were winning, I felt like we just, you know, again, we weren't playing our game. And I don't know how much that has to do with how we're getting close to the playoffs. Teams are tightening everything up now, especially teams that are either in the playoffs or trying to make a push that are on the bubble. They're tightening also everything remember, up. remember, Florida is a comeback team this year. They have been this. You know, so are, are the Devils. Yeah, I mean, they are you a know, comeback the, team, so, so it's not but, surprising. It's not surprising that they came back. It's surprising that we gave up three goals in the third period in a matter of two and a half minutes. That was surprising. The other thing that was surprising is I just felt like we never got... Look, our game is north to south. You know, we we're, we can't pretend to be anything other than that. Um, whenever we play a tight-checking team, whenever we play a team that you know, goes into a 1-2-2, takes away that neutral zone, doesn't give us those clean breaks into the uh, offensive zone... They give us trouble. And when we get away from our game, I feel like we just mentally, you know, because here's the thing with the Devils. And the Devils are not a very good defensive team. The Devils have good de- defensemen and they have good some forwards that play very good defense. I mean, Hamilton and Siegenthaler and Graves and Marino. Plus, can, Siegenthaler had another good game tonight. They can play pretty much anywhere, uh, you know. Um, Palat is a hell of a offensive, a defensive forward, and, and we know what he sure can do. So there are a lot of pieces defensively that I think this team has, but I think as far as a team defense, we are lacking in that department. And, you know, when we had all the metrics in the early part of the season, November, even, you know, take December away because they struggled, and even in January and things, when we had all these metrics of, you know, one of the best defensive teams as far as goals against and all the other stuff, how much of that was, wow, we're really good defensive or holy, you know, we just don't give the other teams opportunities. Well, we that's exactly right. You punt know, down yeah. the puck and we keep yeah. it in the offensive zone and we don't give the other teams opportunities. When Hard we skating, have to... puck pursuit, that, that yeah. makes up for a lot of, uh, you know, defense per se. And, and, and that takes up that time. I totally agree with that. That's, that's something that they were doing really well. Was it just, you know, it's it's wow that the other team's not getting shots. Yeah, because we always have the puck. That's why, you know. And if, when they're, uh, you know, um, controlling the puck and and you know, uh, just keeping away uh, as they try to get chances, that in itself is the best kind of defense that this team plays. You know, there's been other teams that do different kinds of defense, counter punching defense. We don't do that. Counter punching defense uh, is great. I mean, I think uh, you see a lot of teams do. Tampa, I thought was a great counter punching defense team, where they will, you know, they're not really looking to score until they see you make a mistake and they pounce on it. That's not our style. Like the best no. way the Devils play is to just swarm and never let their foot off the gas and just drive you into the ground with like these guys are everywhere and we don't know where to go with them. And if they're not going to play like that, which is high energy 
played and, and demanding, it's I, I don't think they have a replacement for it strategy. I really don't. They don't. They don't have another level they can go to and, you know, okay, we can beat them this way. They, I mean, they have this year shown that they can win in a lot of different ways, but at the same time, our game is north-south. It's all speed. It's quick, crisp, clear, clean passes and uh, getting a, a good look and a good scoring opportunity um, right away. Now, I, the struggles that have happened, yes, we have. The last couple of weeks have been a little tough. But we also have a couple of new guys in the lineup, and we also have a couple of guys out of the came, came out tonight. I think he has an injury now. I know he was off the bench. I don't yeah. know. So, so I mean, they're getting hit with the injury bug now. They're getting hit with, you know, uh, a little bit of, you know, they're not, they're just not playing their game. Um, I don't know. Again, I go to, like, you got to give, especially a guy like Jack Hughes. I, it's got to come a time with Jack. And, like, Tony, you're just saying it. Like, something's up with him. I he just rests. think he needs some goddamn consistency on his lines. The guy is playing with different guys every single week. And I know, we all know how great Jack Hughes is, but at the same time, just, it's got to be frustrating for him. Just because he can make it work with anybody you throw out there doesn't mean we should be doing it. And I feel, again, today, like, why are we changing up everything all over again? I felt the same way. And there were a lot of guys tonight that I just felt they weren't, they weren't skating well, and I'll put that whole Hughes line on there. Hughes, so do you Pilot. think with Jack? Are you guys noticing with him? Like he's, I mean, see, there's some solid game there, but the dominant, the dominance is not. Is, what does he have? I think two goals since the injury, right? Mm-hmm. But it's just something different. That swag. I don't know. You know. I mean, even well, Brad, I, I gotta say, good games. I but think it's just. Well, I, I mean, I he's not never going to disappear in the way that Brat does. Um, yeah. He's he's too much of a dominant player for that. But again, this is a long season, and you know when you're getting to a tail end of the season, it's got to be. And I don't know this for sure, but I'm sure there's a lot of the dudes that are just looking towards the playoffs, and they really just let's get these next two three weeks over with and get rolling. Yeah, uh, that's the way I now. feel when I see that score too, because. We were just talking about how they are a puck pressure team, and that's how they they excel. And so sometimes, like to get that early two goal lead, and then be able to sit on it through the second, you know, it looks like a, a, they can maybe proceed with that in their minds. But that's a recipe for disaster, right? I mean, by the time you get to the third, the way this team plays when it's doing well, they should actually be. And I know it sounds like a greedy, stupid fan thing to say, but they should be winning by more than two goals. Yeah. That, I mean. That's the way they are when they're playing well. Is uh, they should be, you know, on their way to steamroll on an opponent, and it wasn't that. And so that's that's why they got bit in the end. I think they have all the tools to do exactly that to steamroll any opponent in this league. But I just think right now there's just uh, again, is it fatigue? Is it just kind of figuring out the lineups and and you know guys meshing with each other is yeah. you know is it just looking forward to getting this thing over with and seeing what happens in the playoffs cuz look we're playing the rangers i don't think we're going to win the metro i don't yeah, think you we're guys seen the rangers it. score tonight 6 nothing right now they're mm, they're playing really yeah, good six freaking hockey right who are they playing second pittsburgh again yeah yeah 6 nothing right. in the second and freaking out if you guys saw the Carolina game, man. It was like uh-huh. three seconds, and fucking uh, it, and uh, Flyers blew it. 
you know, Bill Spaulding is he does, and we talked about this. The like not knowing when to shut up about certain things. Yep, like the jinx it was, it was. He is a jinx machine. Yeah. He, I believe, it was all in a matter of five minutes that he said, "If the score holds up here, and if Carolina right now they're losing to the Flyers." By a goal or whatever, and if we hold on, we'll be alone in first place. And like two minutes later, they scored on us, yep. and he came out saying, "With three seconds left, Carolina ties the game and then wins it." Now, wouldn't overtime. you love like a hot mic so, moment where Danico doesn't know that they're still on? And he goes, "You right. say something like that again, I'm going to punch you in the face." Right. Do you, <laughs> you guys Tangelosi guys? No, Tangelosi fans. No. <laughs> Dan loves Steve Cantelosi. Uh, but you know what? I would rather get a voluntary root canal than to listen to Steve Cantelosi. <laughs> he was the worst of the worst. I've never heard a play-by-play guy as bad as him. I, I hated every moment he was there, and I was so I, I do, I, Now I don't hate him. Like I didn't that. hate him either. Uh, Nobody I, hates him as much as me. I know. No. But uh, he definitely and Bill Spalding, like I said, he's okay. Uh, I don't think he's anything special. He's very vanilla and generic, and yeah. he kind of comes across as like, just like I said, I think I said this before, like just like a dorky geek who just loves hockey, loves being there, and is just super yeah. happy and excited all the time. Yeah, and it's like, all right, calm down. Sometimes you can hear Danico calm him down. He's like, well, you know, it's only three games into the season. Let's not. Right, exactly, exactly. Yeah, we're not even done with the first period of game one, Bill. They're not winning the Stanley Cup He doesn't even know, like, not to talk shit sometimes about players. Because he'll be going on and on. He's like, oh, oh, he's been benched for, you know, he'll he'll go on and, like, highlight what, you know. Right. Maybe, like, you know, a more seasoned guy would just be like, uh, taking a shift for the first time, this you know he wouldn't go on about the guy's actively on the bench has been sitting yeah. there like the last time Sharon Govich got benched, he brought it up over and over again. And, and it was it, yeah. he said in the Carolina game, like he was talking about Rob Brindamore, he's like Eric Lindros cheated on him with his wife, and he was going all on. <laughs> it's really going too far. So it was yeah. like, come on, actually, Bill, I have like, some photos here in my stuff. phone. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Hey, you guys want to see Rod's wife with Eric? <laughs> oh man. So, you know, I just felt that this game was, you know, I, I expected them to play with a lot more oomph tonight. I expected them to come out flying to be like, you know what, that wow. was not That second what period was good, though. Second period, yeah. they looked great, I thought. And then we go into the third period. And, okay, we had this little stretch of a couple of minutes. They scored three goals. We had opportunities to tie it back up. We pulled what the about goalie. that save, huh? That, like, Se- four saves and, like... Yo, the Bravosky one, yeah, that was crazy. But then Severson takes a stupid penalty. They yeah. score on the penalty, the power play. They tie, they get the lead. He He's in the box for the game winner, or for, for their game winner. Then he... Luckily, he comes out for a chance for us to tie, right? I, I mean, come on, And man. turns it over on the blue this line, giving them the internetter. That was a like, tough what? play, but, yeah, that was... That was I know, it was... Look, yeah, it's a tough play, but you've been in the league eight years. Like, you cannot make those mistakes in a game that you have to try and get a point out of, and you're doing everything you can with 45 seconds left, and your goalie pulled, and yeah, he flubs a fucking... Seriously, it made me feel stupid for believing that maybe... He put a hit on, like, five yeah. minutes before that, you know? He, yeah. And now, Tony, I don't agree with you with this, when you say that we played physical tonight. I don't think I thought we, we played, played physical. physical. I mean, I thought we came out there and played a little physical. I, did. I thought that we got hit 
and we kind of, you know, we took it and we gave a little bit back, but we but do not have do anyone here? in that lineup. Every once in a while, you need to just, even if it's a penalty, you need to just level guys once in a while. But I and think Danico we, said it tonight, didn't he? He said, you kind of realize that you just don't have that on this team. There's just nobody. You're right. You know, you're right. We, not... and he's 100% right. We don't have that on this team. And I'm just very nervous if that's going to come back to bite us in the ass. Now, I don't necessarily I know. I've said that all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, look, we're going to play the Rangers. They're playing fantastic hockey right now. They have a hell of a goaltender. And they can play the body. They can, you know, they're not They will great... hit the shit out of you. Yeah. yeah, they'll hit you. They'll take the body. And I, I don't know if, I think, It'll be a hell of a series, but I just, you know, for the first series going into the playoffs, this team has got to play their game. And whatever it takes to do it, we got to do it. Because I just think these lines and how he's constantly mixing them up. And again, now we have Wood out, we have Bastion out. Now we have Lazar. We don't know what's going on with him. They brought uh, Nolan Foot out. From yeah, AHL. Well, but by the way, so. you just said physical, and you just mentioned the three most physical guys right. on the team: Lazar, right. Bastard, and, and Wood. Yeah, and you know, so, like that's that's all our great right there. Enough. And I think these, I think <laughs> yeah. these, I think tonight's you game know, maybe fight, goes. Man. I think tonight's game maybe goes a little differently with Wood and Bastion in the lineup. Um, yeah, I, I I think so. Uh, you know, so I don't think it's set your hair on fire time yet. I mean, we're still we're not there yet, but. They have to play a much more complete 60 minutes tomorrow against Tampa. And they have to play their game. Keep pushing. That's it. Don't just sit back and, you know, wait for them to make a mistake. I don't want to do that. I want to pressure them and keep keep it coming. Use that speed. Keep it coming. I do not think that that Hughes, Palat, who was up there with them tonight? Brat? Was it Brat? Hughes, Palat, and Brat. I didn't like that line at all. And I think I said in the last show, I I, I kind of want to see Palat play with Hughes. I think that might be good. I don't want to see it anymore. Well, um, you know, you, you, I think you and I read the same article. And we were talking about it a little bit before the show. Do you remember that who, who that guy w- wanted to see both Palat and Hughes with? No, because I, I have the article here. We can talk about yeah. it. So this is from Pucks and Pitchforks. Yeah. This I was, I, I was kind of like, whoa, with that. Yeah, go ahead. This was written by Nick Villano, and the title of the is New Jersey Devils, Explaining a Controversial Line Proposal. And he writes here, and I'll just read quickly, the New Jersey Devils have struggled to find the right combination of lines since the Timo Meyer trade. Let's think outside the box to find something that might work. So he has a couple of uh, line combinations that he threw out there. So the first one he has is Eric Halla, Jack Hughes, and Timo Meyer. Now, uh, I don't have to read. I'm not going to write what he wrote, but just looking at this, that would take Hughes away from the center position where he does struggle um, a little bit. He doesn't have to take faceoffs. He could play the wing with Meyer and Halla. What do you guys think of that one? I do like that one. There was yeah. another one he mentioned that I was, I was like, I don't know about that. Yeah, but that one's not terrible. No, um, I No, I, I kind of like that. Uh, so he has here line two. He has Tatar, Kiescher, Palat. Kind of feel like we've seen that, haven't we? Mm-hmm. Wasn't Pilat up there for a while this year with, uh, you know, in and out with maybe Tatar with Brat, but 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 Pilat has played on that first line. I believe so. Uh, with with Heisher, so that line doesn't do a ton for me. Um, I like the Tatar uh, Heisher Mercer line. I mean, yeah, they've been quiet the last few games, but I, I don't think we deviate from that. We know that they have a lot of potential and chemistry. 
I, I'm okay with that one. What do you guys think of that line? The one as is is better. That proposal, I don't, I'm not a big fan of. If, if you mean his line, yeah, I meant his line. line. No, not a big fan of that one. Keep, either. keep the first line of those yeah. Tatar and Heisher with Mercer. Tone, what do you think? Yeah, I agree. I like Tatar with Mercer, and you know, Tatar's been. I mean, his what is he? He's, he's like one of the top plus players this year. Actually, yeah, he plus is. Minuses. I think he's top five. I don't know. I, um, so yeah, I mean, I like it with Mercer. Well, and then he has here line three. Is Dawson Mercer? Jesper Bullquist and Jesper Bratt. Um, so that I guess would put Mercer back to his uh, his normal center position, right? And he hasn't been playing that, but he is by nature a centerman. Uh, Bullquist and Bratt, the Jespers, we're going to put them on the line together. Um, what do you guys think of that one? Not a fan of that one either. I mean, I, I think that Bratt does better with. Uh, Somebody who's more of a passer with them. Now, uh, not that those guys can't, but you know he's better off playing. You know, with the guys who are a little bit more known for passing than just creating plays on their own. Or no. you know, but didn't Mercer and Bratt play a lot last year together? Didn't they? they thought yeah. they were pretty good together last year. Um, I I think I I can get behind a Mercer Bratt line. I'm just not a hundred percent sold on the Boquist being the uh, other winger on that. What do you think? Well, I wouldn't mind it, but I agree with what Dan said actually. But I wouldn't mind. I mean, I I wouldn't hate it. As I'll say that I wouldn't hate to see what what it would be like. Um, Broquist is, is growing on me every game. I got to say, man, he's he's definitely growing on me. I mean, yeah, I like Broquist, and he's being know. rewarded. Um, you know, he I there were a couple opportunities that you know he's he's got to just you know he'll he'll find his game. I think that he's probably a guy with a little bit more experience. Buries a couple of the chances that he had, but I think he'll be okay. Now, this must be the line that you're talking about, Dan, but I don't think it's that big of a deal, so maybe I missed it. This one is his final one that he has. He has Nate Bastion, Michael McLeod, and Curtis Lazar. Essentially, you're just swapping Wood and Lazar out. Um, yeah, that one, yeah, that, that to me is like... Did he have any other alternates that he was talking about bringing back? Because the one I remember... Uh, yeah, what was, was that one? Uh, you know, and it's very possible, I'm thinking of a different article... They was talking about having, of all people, Halla up there with Plot and Hughes, which I was See, like, I, I don't, don't like know that. about that. I don't know about that. I mean, you got two guys there who have kind of struggled with, with some finish and have the ability, and, and you hope they turn it on in playoff time um, with Hughes. And I, I don't know. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see and if it could work, but I'm not doing that as my first or even second choice for any of those players. Is there any combinations that you guys would actually like to see, like that we maybe we haven't seen, or you'd like to maybe at least see uh, see it more, uh, possibly? Is there any combinations? Uh, I mean, the third line that they put out tonight, which was, uh, what was that, Meyer, Halla, and was it Brat? It was, right? Yeah. Um, I think th- that makes a lot of sense. I would like to see more of that. Yeah. That's possible. Um we need on each of these lines. We need to balance with somebody who's going to go in front of the net and get to the front of the net. And the question sometimes I have is who's going to do that? Because sometimes players will do that for you, and sometimes they won't. Like well, Boquist is is inconsistent when it comes to that. He when he goes to the net, he's more successful, but he doesn't always do it. And really, to be honest with you, the only guy that consistently goes in front of that net to look for garbage is he sure he's the only one that i think is you know he's he, he makes his living there miles uh, Wood should when he plays well he does but 
You know, no. first of all, he's what? out. Secondly, he doesn't always do it. What about Wood being moved up to like the second line? Now, right. what about like a Wood Meyer? Wood, well, well, okay. How about a Brat? I mean, a Wood Meyer and Hughes line. I mean, you got I, I two guys that can it's take the body. Young, but it's good. You, you got two dudes that can be physical. Yes. You have uh, Jack Hughes just being freaking Jack, and be, and you have tons of speed all the way around. I think I might, I would g- maybe give that a shot when Wood comes back. Why yeah, the hell I, not? I, I, you may see it because our lines too. are different every day. So yeah, yeah no, mean, it's possible, and that's the problem, Tony. You're absolutely yeah. right. Uh, but you know, I do like Hughes with somebody who's going to be in front of the net. There's another reason for it than just getting tip-ins. The idea is you take pressure off of Hughes. If right. they if they have that guy in the goalie's face, he attracts attention from the team. Um, and that's going to help Hughes a lot. Because you're right, it's a tighter checking time of the year. And then they're going to double-team him. And that guy know, in front of the net can't do it. And and you got to have people in there that, like you said, can get with Hughes that can get in front of that net. Because Hughes... Not only are you going to take the attention away from, you know, you're saying that you know, somebody has to cover that dude in front of the net. Yeah. Jack is always being double teamed. There yep. is always a forward and a defenseman on him. And, you know, so many of his goals or his assists, rather, are just because as soon as he sees that second guy coming, he knows we have an open dude. He finds him. He knows exactly where they are. Yep. So having to make other teams more responsible as far as who they're picking up shit we have Meyer camping out in front of the net we have Hughes you know uh, with the puck uh, in in the offensive zone and Miles Wood or somebody else flying all over the place that could be a difficult line to to defend um yeah I I kind of like that and uh, the third line I see to me Eric Holla you got him to be your third line center yeah that's what he is that's where he's comfortable it's where he's always been let's not fuck with that Let's leave him there. Leave him on the third line. Uh, you know, maybe with Brat and Boquist. You know, a, a Holla Brat Boquist line. And how about uh, Blot? Who do you want to see him with? Oh, I forgot about him. Okay, so let's take Boquist then, and 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 I'd put Palat and Holla. Keep them together. Put Brat Holla, Brat, Eric Holla, and Andre Palat. I think that could be a line. So and then. Your third line, you, I mean, your fourth line, you put the Lazars in, the Bastions in, the Boquists in, everybody else can take time and, you know, work their way into the lineup. And where are you keeping Mercer again? He's on the first line. First so line. Mercer, Tatar, and Heesher aren't being yes. touched. So, okay, right. so if I was going to, now we have a healthy team, and I'm going to put my first, you know, uh, first game, everyone's healthy, I want to try Tatar, Heesher, Mercer, mm-hmm. Hughes, Meyer, Wood, Holla, Palat, Brat, Bastion, uh, Boquist, McLeod. And you can move Lazar in and out of with Boquist, with Bastion, whatever. But those are the lines that I would actually give a a shot to. Let's see. Let's see if Miles Wood, given the opportunity to play with really skilled, fast, offensive dudes, let's see if he can do something. Because to relegate him strictly to the fourth line with that kind of speed and that shot that he has, I do think it does a bit of a disservice. Yeah. Let's see. Let's let you know what. As long why as he plays not? the role, we tried every of, other one. Yeah. 
He's got to be interesting. What's up with these injuries too? How it's going to affect all these decisions in the future? Because oh, that's true. He's out. Yeah. Well, Bastion is supposed to be back soon. I know that he is. uh, It's not the word on Wood. Wood, they they have no information. They said they they don't even. Yeah, it's not even. They're not even saying upper body, lower body. They're not saying anything. They're just saying he's injured. Um, You think it's like upper body is Bastion's upper body? You think Wood is is injured from that elbow to the face thing? You think it's some kind of concussion thing? Well, he played a couple of games after he hit he himself did. in the head. So, yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I didn't even know he was uh, injured. Like, I just, uh, that's I just why saw I was that he wasn't like, in the left lineup. over. If he's having, like, you know, It's possible. Since... It's definitely possible. If that's the case, that's that's scary because, you know, you mess around with concussions. Yeah, the guys so are in and out of lineups. And, come back, yeah. You know, and, and this this is not, I guess, I guess this is the time if we're going to go through any kind of slumps and we're going to have the injury bug, I guess, two weeks before the end of the season. Uh, well, a month, really. Well, when do the playoffs start? Right about a month from now. Yeah. yeah. So we I have a month. Luke, I wonder if we're going to see Luke Hughes come up, too. I wonder if it, I mean, it's a couple question marks, man. The way Severson played tonight? Yes, yeah. please. Yeah, I'm surprised, <laughs> though, they, him. Um, I thought they were they, that Graham Clark they bought up like two weeks ago. What about Nolan Foote? They rec- recalled Nolan Foote. Yeah, no one's foot, foot, and he'll probably be in the lineup tomorrow if Lazar's out. No. So foot was a healthy scratch tonight. So um, it'll be Vanacek no, tomorrow. There's no way it's going to yeah, be. Yeah, definitely going to be Vanacek, and it should be. And and yeah. if Vanacek plays, see, this is another thing I want to talk to you guys about. When I said that I think that Schmid is the the best goalie on this team right now, I just look at a consistency level. And, and right now, I think is a sta- part of that statement, right? Like because you just. Right now, he is probably playing better than Vanacek, and he's he's always he's been consistent all year. I mean, like we've talked about it. How many games has he gone out and completely shit the bed? I can't think of any. Maybe one. Maybe right before he got sent back down, before Blackwood came back from the injury, and I don't remember who we were playing. It was I think a Saturday evening game, and he got lit up a little bit. He had a bad night, and then we didn't see him. So they sent him down. Blackwood came in. We know what happened. He gets hurt again. I just think too, like. We know Vanacek needs his rest, apparently. That's how it looks. So especially, like, that's going to really come to fruition if Vanacek comes out tomorrow and plays a great game after sitting out since, when did he play last? Tuesday? Yeah. Yeah, he had he that played, a great yeah. a great game, and then, you know, I had to play the next game with, what, was it two days off? Was, yeah, it was we played Carolina so, Sunday I mean, and then Tampa Tuesday. Uh, I need my rest, but then, come on, he had a bunch of rest before that shutout, and, like, five days of rest or something crazy before that yeah. shut out. And then, uh, you know, two days on top of that and that game, you know, I, I still don't think he was horrible, horrible that game. I'm really going to only say he should have one of those back. But I, I think, you know, you made the argument that two of them maybe, and, you know, it's possible. Well, so, again, I'm not going to die on a hill over that. I mean, he's been yeah. playing very well. And look at so, this. Yeah. Look at the pair of goalies we have. If we, would, if you would like, the last bunch of years, think about if we had two quality goalies like this right now. You know, yes. it's. But it does kind of beg the question, then. You know, what are we going to do with Blackwood? Um, you know, I mean, because right now, I just think it, you you're not going to gain anything by putting him in the lineup. He's not going to give you anything more than what the two guys you're playing are giving you, you know? I, I just, I don't know. To me, Schmid is the better backup, uh, you know, and, and you know he's going to be the the starting back, uh, number two next year because, uh, you know, chances are Blackwood's not going to be here next year. It should be pretty much cut and dry. It's going to be Schmid and Vanacek. Yeah. yeah. 
Going into the playoffs, though, I just I don't know. I mean, I'm I'd be okay with them playing both Vanacek and Schmid throughout the playoffs. I'm okay with that. Oh yeah, and if but things I'm fall not... apart here, like uh, for Vanacek, which I don't think is going to happen. You guys I'm, talk for one sec. I will. Be I back. think that you know, like Schmid going into the playoffs, it's not so, the end of the world. I mean, he, I I would definitely take him over Blackwood going into the playoffs. I mean, let's yeah, say I in world, now, you know, hurt. these days, as you know, we with goalies now you you need two goalies. It's like you uh, you know back in the day, it used to be like you had your main goalie who played like eighty percent of the season. You yep. know. Now, I mean, successful in the playoffs, you you like to have two strong goalies in there. Yeah, absolutely, and I think we have that. I think we're we're pretty good there. The, the, the thing is, I'm saying think, because neither of these guys are playoff tested, yep. and that's that's the that's the problem for the Devils is they have a question mark there. But honestly, it's not. Uh, there's no indication that they're going to fall apart in the playoffs, and I'll say they're on a three game losing streak for the first time since what, December. Yeah, and goaltending really is not even one of the top two or three reasons, maybe, that they lost those games. It's it's not. It, it, they were not, like, horrible goaltending outings. Now, you know, maybe if one of them stands on their head and has one of those games that is their top five of the season, you know, do they win one or more of those games? Yeah, maybe. Uh, I'm not saying they played to the very, very top of their level. But I'm just saying they played good enough for the, this team to win those games. And I look at, you know... Tonight was a three-minute, what, a three-minute depth? It was a three-minute area. Yeah, and they're having too many of those so collapses. frustrating. Too many collapses like that. Um, there, I mean, that one goal, uh, boy, where he was allowed to just be all in alone on Schmidt and just go, you know, back and forth and put it in on uh, his glove side low. Um, you know, past the pad. I, I was like, why is he by himself there? You know, where you know, there's a defensive collapse, and we have too many of those. And uh, you know, I, I don't care how good your goalie is, you can't do that. We didn't have uh, any one-on-o chance like that on Bobrovsky. Uh, That's crazy. I mean, he he was good. He was great. He was he was amazing in those scrambles where everybody's throwing everything desperately at the net, and he came up big. He he played a great game, but. Where was those one on O's that you know uh, that we gave away that we're we didn't not get seeing those. that? I, I, yeah, it's because th- you don't expect to get them this time of year, and I don't think we should be giving them away either. You know, and that's the problem. But yeah, I mean, goaltending wise, I'm okay with where we're at. I I don't care what Blackwood does. I'm not looking for him to come back. I think you made a pretty good argument last week, Tony, about. You want to see him get a couple games in just as a preparation in case worse comes to pass. I, I'm still like, I don't know if, if I had to pull the trigger on that. I probably wouldn't, but I see your logic. You know what I mean? It makes a lot of sense what you're saying. He's I been just out so long of the big, the big, you know, the big. If we had like 25 games left, I would be like, yeah, I, I, let's do it. It makes sense. But since there's like 14 precious games left, uh, what we really need to do is get enough work for both our goalies to feel good in those spots because I really don't want to see Blackwood in the playoffs you know I really don't you know guys it doesn't get any easier either like this schedule is brutal and then we have Tampa tomorrow and then we have I believe uh, the Wild on Tuesday 11 out of 15 of the last they're one of the hottest teams in the NHL Um, you know, you got to deal with Kaprizov, and I shit all over them uh, the other day with their gay pride thing. Um, 
So on that note, I do have to give a little bit of love to James Reamer. Not to James Reamer, I'm sorry. To the San Jose Sharks. Fuck James <laughs> Reamer. So the San Jose Sharks had their Pride Night the other night. Okay. And James Reamer did not participate. He said, because of religious reasons, that he was not going to wear the Pride jersey. And you know what the rest of the team did say? They said, then you stay here, and we're going to go out in them. And that's what they did. And he wrote... Which is what they should do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so Reamer released a statement on his decision in which he cites his religious beliefs as the reason he is choosing not to wear the Pride Night warm-up jersey. And he said, I quote... Under the umbrella of NHL's Hockey is for Everyone initiative, the San Jose Sharks have chosen to wear jerseys in support of the LGBTQIA plus community tonight. For all 13 years of my NHL career, I have been a Christian, not just in title, but in how I choose to live my life daily. And I, have a personal, I, have, <laughs> I have personal <laughs> faith in Jesus Christ who died on the cross for my sins and in response asks me to love everyone and follow him. Everyone except gay people. I ha- I have no hate in my heart for Just anyone. Just want to point out he hung out with 12 guys. Right. <laughs> and I have always strived to treat everyone that I encounter with respect and kindness. In this specific instance, I am choosing not to endorse something that is counter to my personal convictions which are based in on the Bible, the highest authority in my life. I strongly believe that every person has value and worth, and the LGBTQIA plus community, like all others, should be welcomed in all aspects of the game of hockey. Just not so, by me. Yeah, yeah basically. I just won't be um, there to do it. <laughs> so uh, Logan Couture, the uh, Sharks captain, uh, he said, um, every individual has a choice, and he made his. The rest of us are going to be wearing the jersey. I think the organization sees this as an extremely important night, and I think a lot of guys in the room are excited to go out and wear that jersey and celebrate it. I think hockey really is for everyone. It is an inclusive sport. We want it to be that way. We're looking forward to going out there and putting the jersey on and playing a game. Yeah. Big old round of applause for Logan Couture. Absolutely Stand up. That's the way you do it. And every team that is having this issue should just look at how the Sharks handled it, handled it perfectly. So I have much Would, respect. Would uh, Reamer not want to play on a line with the LGBTQIA plus player? What's the IA? I don't, I don't think I've I just, I don't that. even know. Yeah. I just I, thought of. I have no idea. Oh, I can't keep track of the letters. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. To I'm kind I'll of offer with you all the that. moral support in the world, but I, I lose track of some of those letters. And, and they're also saying here that. According to a report from the Athletic, the lack of pride jersey, pride of jerseys this season has been linked to a league-wide concern about new Russian anti-gay laws and fear that Russian players would face retribution upon going back to Russia if they contributed. So this is a very big thing where it's a very big thing where I live and where in these areas, these Eastern Europe areas. And I think I was telling you guys a couple weeks ago that everything is. I noticed from being you know, living in America my whole pretty much my whole life. Like James and, Brown. And when I say it's twenty years behind here, I don't Thank mean God. like everything, but it's I feel the, good. The, yeah, the, thought, the pattern. Like we were driving today, so like here it's a big thing. This so I, when we watch the news here, it's very funny to me because they the show the gay parades here, right? So oh. when they show the parades, they show American parades. And everyone's dressed like peacocks and all these things, but they don't show the re- it's just they just show this one side of it. And they make it as extreme as they can, like a guy dressed like a pony, you know. 
but they don't show like a, the regular. It's, they, 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 it's very. So, weird. do they show it to bash it to show, show you how bad so, it is that people so express the themselves differently? Anymore. Right. Yeah, I mean, I, I think right now it's so there is. We have the marches here. We have these things starting, it's, but it's just starting here. It's very new, and it's very like I, it makes me sick actually sometimes because there's like they had this um, in Vilnius, which is like one of our main cities. They, they they made the rainbow on the ground, you know, and people threw black paint on it. It's just that mentality right now. You have people, are, they're they're trying to get with the times, but you're always going to have that. I don't know. It's Russia's, you know, Russia's really. Bad. You probably have a lot of the younger population trying to get with the times, yes, and a lot exactly. of the older population sticking to their beliefs and ignorance. Yeah, which yeah, we is, still have you know, that. normal. Yeah. We have, exactly what I was just going to say. Like it we were driving today, United actually, States. and someone wrote some a, a slur on the wall about this whole subject. And I just said to my wife, I go, imagine being that hateful and stupid that you have to get a spray paint can and right. go yeah. spray it on the fucking wall. That it, it bothers you that much about what other yeah, people, what that. other adults might be doing on their own time that you have to go out and vandalize something to make your point. It's like, uh, you yeah. know, it, that's that's even that's even worse than douchebags that put their fucking uh, beliefs on bumper level. stickers. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you what, man. It's going on all over here. They are... Uh, you know, introducing even on school board levels, like a lot of, uh, you know, rules and stuff that are trying to quash the, you know, LGBT people. Well, and that, that know, is happening here, yes. too. So it's and it's not happening a, in a lot of these red states. I know states. what Tony's saying, because it's like, it's like different maybe here, you get though, the, yeah. it, like it's maybe like 30 years earlier in a way, right? Where well, yeah. people feels like that. Really now, is the, yeah. is the difference, because I, I mean, to me, I would think that, like, at least in, in, the United States, the blowback now towards the LGBTQ community, a lot of that is from the far right. And in my opinion, the, the, and again, anyone listening to the show, if you don't agree with us on this stuff, that's fine. We're not going to try and get right. into political bullshit. I'm just where I stand on certain things. I just believe that a lot of the far right, they have a lot of hate in their heart they they do in general they have no interest in actually governing in a proper way they have no interest in actually helping people move up a socioeconomic ladder to get themselves out of a bad spot or maybe you know they have no interest in that they're filled with hate and it's very easy to get a following of people behind you when you're screaming about things that you know piss your like-minded fan base off they can't go after you know, minorities anymore in the sense of, you know, they can't go after black people like they always did. They're kind of trying a little I know, bit. I know, but, but it, it, gets, it gets a lot more blowback. Yeah. But oh, yeah. It's the no longer LGBT, main, mainstream to do that. Right. The LGBTQ community right. is such a little niche, and now everybody is, you know, uh, people are much more comfortable in the United States. So, you know, the generation of, like, Dan and mine, like our kids, high school age kids, they're, they're more open to learning about anything or being anything that they want and they are encouraged by a lot of our you know like-minded people like dan and myself to be that way in so your case in your country well yeah in my like is it just like you guys are still like getting like you guys are still have the hardest fight to fight like just okay, making it, like it this. there's people i know there's people i know here who are you know who i associate with that they now so they believe in gay rights now they never did before now they do but they still have a misconception when I talk to them about like, well, I don't think they should be able to adopt. I'm like, that's crazy. What do you think? Like, right. I'm right. like, any if you're so if you're a pedophile, you could be male, female, don't matter what you are, it doesn't matter. You're not. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's much. Yeah. It, but this is the, the kind of the conversations you have here, and 
but I will say it's it's made in the, in the last. I've been here for five years now, actually, and it's been um, it's definitely changing for the better. It's just going to be a long time till it gets there. And living sure. in St. Pete, Florida, man, it's totally like nobody gives a shit. It's like very normal. Not anymore. Nobody now cares. You guys are well, the yeah, burning capital of the world. Yeah, you know, this guy, um, you know. But yeah. again, like it, it, to me, just you know the the ignorance of it and and again like when you talk about like that like oh i'm fine with you know that but people you know gay people but they shouldn't they shouldn't do this they shouldn't do that like really they shouldn't raise kids so so uh two men or two women that love each other treat each other good adopt a child which they will raise right and be a productive member of society when they get older that's bad motherfuckers they should have spent like you know a year growing up in my house you know, they let any asshole be a mom or a dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? So the fact what like that's just here? It's mind boggling. We'll say that it is changing. Yeah, it, it, it is progression. And it's worth bringing that up because so much of our NHL are players from different places. Now, I don't anything. Not anything about Reamer. Uh, you know his background or anything. You know where he comes from. But um, I'm sure that that belief is you know that is kind of what would we call outdated here is still quite common in other parts of the world and we're going to get that that's going to happen in uh in the nhl what i've been disappointed with with the nhl is their lack of ability to control it now luckily san jose as a team seems like they know how to handle this they yeah. they they as a team said no nah, we're doing it and they let, let them put out a statement sure and then they they put out their statement and say no we're, we're happy to do this and in the end i think his statement, you know, at some level, he's got to look at the two statements and go, yeah, I look like a dick. You know what I mean? That's what you hope, and at least. That I think so. And he might want to stick to his guns. He's probably going to get some affirmation from people around him because I'm sure some of them share his beliefs uh, in his life. And, you know, he's going to go off as some kind of – it does make you wonder, like, uh, eh, how devout of a Christian is this guy? Because they always like to throw that up there as the sure. reason. And when you really find out a lot of these people – I mean, if anything, more you know, abuse Look, against children has happened from sure. people involved with the church, not so much from the gay community. You know, I'm not going to claim to be a religious buff in any way, shape, or form, but what I do know about Jesus Christ the man was that he was extremely tolerant. He loved everybody. They love to hide behind the guise of Christianity, and in the same time, they just bastardize anything good that comes from it and you know it doesn't the bible doesn't say anything about you know it says love thy straight neighbor only I think only thy saying. straight neighbor that's right yeah. that's one that's the 11th commandment yeah you know hey, so George i mean Carlin, I, just Carlin just said it's the best on his little religious <laughs> oh yeah I, I just i give a big uh thumbs up for having the courage to for, of, of logan couture to and the sharks to go out and do that because you got the Rangers, you got the Wild, and the Flyers, and they just crumbled under the pressure of, you know, having to even explain it. Like, they, there was no, it was just, as a team, we're not going to do this. No, San Jose did it right. You don't want to wear it? You have your religious route? That's fine. And then you can, like, dance. And I agree with that, Explain actually. it to everybody. I know it's like, I don't agree with the, the opinion, but... You know, just sit your you ass out, right? Yeah, you like, don't want to do it. Yeah. Sit out. I mean, that's yeah, you do have that's the right. Should you know, be. I, I agree with that. I don't think that. Yeah. You should, you know. So I, I, you know, so guys, back to the old uh, the devils. Like, what what do we got to do here? What what do you think? Like, where where 
what does this team need to do to get out of this this slump? Because I think it's official now. We can call it a slump. Three in a row is a slump. Three in a row. I think the simple answer is they have to win a game. Okay. Uh, I think that's good. Uh, and this is yeah. why you come to the Uncle Pucker podcast for the yeah. hard-hitting facts. And, it's the best and, way to break a losing streak <laughs> is to is to get a win. It's, and to do it, that. It's basically a 100% guarantee you'll break your losing streak. So, But but to do that, they Most have the to, time. what, put more pucks in the net than the other team? Isn't that always what they uh, say? Essentially. Like him yeah, essentially. they got to so, go and put more pucks in the net than the other team. This game's and, confusing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we can beat... Tampa tomorrow. Um, I, I I think we're going to beat Tampa tomorrow. I'm not ready to hit the panic button yet, but if we go out and shit the bed tomorrow, I might be hitting the panic button a little. Yeah, um, that that one article you were reading earlier, he even had a line in there that said, you know, it's it's hard to know with Lindsey Ruff, Lindy Ruff's, uh, you know, way that he does the lines if it is a line combination that doesn't work. Or hasn't had a chance to work. Yeah, this is and, what we've been saying that since was a the perfect, beginning. Yeah, the way he said it was perfect because, you know, sometimes maybe we want him to change those lines. I get it, and but all too often he's changing the lines without ever giving them a good chance. Right, and it's so, willy nilly. You know, I I, I now, understand it to an extent, but we got to get some kind of flow and consistency. It's going to be hard because we also have guys going out of the lineup every game, the last three games, yeah. and that's yeah. that hurts consistency too so you know while we're trying to get this win together we're going to need a big effort from uh guys who have been quiet and guys who have maybe not been playing their full potential and uh we're going to need as strong or stronger of a goaltending performance than we've had in the last three games you guys been impressed with nico i mean he's been what 29 goals now i mean yeah nico's nico plays his game so so just consistently quietly He's just a, a reliable, good dude, and he's so reliable and so good that you don't appreciate everything he does because it does yeah. just kind of always been that way with him. Like he is a the, I, he is the best two way player we have. I have no problem um, with him wearing the C, you know. It's like I did, no. um, and this year he proved me wrong. This year he he has proven that yeah he deserves to wear it. Um, he even definitely tonight, you know, we didn't get by the win, example. But... Look at that lead by example, and look at that goal too. I mean, highly skilled goal. Yeah, he just found the one little place to put that puck. He, he may get it, thirty-five you know. goals this year. You know, I mean, he. Yeah. Yeah, you know, Nico is is a guy who I mean, you see how he developed and the kind of player he is. You can totally see what Tom Fitzgerald fell in love with when he drafted him. Like he's definitely, a, I like I said, the best two-way player on this team, and you know, I. Love that when he he's on the line with guys like Mercer, Mercer picks up a lot of that. Mercer's very good defensively, but he's even been even better since he's been on the Heischer line. Yes. And uh, yeah, so I mean, I'm super happy with Nico Heischer. I, I don't think he could ask for anything more. He's not there to score 50 goals a year. You know, he's there to do what he does and you know win faceoffs, lead by example, do the dirty work. Um, not complain. He just keeps his head down, keeps doing what he does. I, I'm a big fan of Nico. Uh, I do think, though, that they, they, there's a lot of truth to what you said, Dan. Lindy, and I'm still not 100% sold that Lindy Ruff is a great coach or a good coach for this team. I don't know. Um, you know, I, I, I it's tough. really you wanted... You him so much credit, but then you, sometimes you wonder, is he not getting the full potential? Right. And that's well, where, you know... He's had so much success. Uh, I got him credit, too. And, and going into this year, 
I, I really wanted Andrew Burnett. And I thought that if they – and I still believe this. Like maybe it's He'll too late now. But but I honestly – when going into this season, if they even struggled a little bit, I thought that Fitzgerald would lay the hammer down and get rid of Ruff. But yep. he, they really haven't you gone You were in through. those stands, weren't you, yelling? No, no. I, tonight I, I would have been. If it was a home game and I was there, I might have started a, a fire Lindy chant tonight. Oh, really? No, no, <laughs> no. But I'm just saying, like, I just uh, – Andrew Burnett, to me, I think – I just feel like, you know, that he can get so much more out of this team. And maybe I'm wrong. And, and when they fired – when Lou Lamarillo fired, was it Fatorak in the middle of the year? And, and the, well, Robinson, how many weeks were there left it, for the playoffs it, it, that year? I think it was like around this time. Am yeah. I right? Yeah. They fired no Robbie Faturak. Maybe maybe at, uh, fifteen under twenty games left. They Larry Robinson came in and we won the freaking cup. That was two thousand. So when did we have they to fire? have a episode one day? Because I'm a big. I mean, I don't know what you guys dance. There's a lot of people that talk shit, but I'm a big Lou guy. Some crazy contracts, but I mean, three Stanley Cups, man. Oh yeah, you know Lou Lamarella at that time in the '90s um, and early 2000s had a, a, a presence, a pulse on the NHL unlike any other general manager. Yep. The the he, saw he what changed you do in this hockey. League. Yeah, he saw that you know that where where you, there was untapped potential in this league, what, how you could fill your team with really good role players and form a you know a defensive minded team if you get the right personnel. The league has changed, and you know he's tried to roll with it, and he's had some success, you know, so that's great. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm sure he'd be the first to tell you that that the the, the, the code that he cracked the when he started now. taking over the it's different. It's different yeah. uh, league. He can't pull that trick again. To some extent, I was wondering if maybe that was one of the failings of the Islanders uh, uh, and why they they went so far, but only so far. Um, is that they were maybe a little too much to that old Lou mold. You know, maybe just a little bit. Oh, I think uh, the I, I agree with you. I think Lou did a ton for hockey back then. Uh, I think Lou hasn't necessarily kept up with the times as much as I think the Islanders would have liked. Uh, I do think the Bo Horvat trade was phenomenal. And, you know, but to go back to real quick to Larry. So what's today's date? The 19th? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. 319. Uh, well, almost the 19th. Yeah. So Larry Robinson was named the interim head coach of the Devils on March 23rd, 2000. Oh, so crazy. it was right around this time that they fired for Turak. Robinson came in. They won the Stanley Cup. So That's something to think about. Yeah, let's fire him and just no, put Ruby no, in. And, no. uh, gotta, I think well, this let me is ask you, Okay. Let me ask you a question. Let's say that Tom Fitt, they lose the next two games, right? And we start hearing some rumblings in the locker room of some unhappy devils, okay? Just some rumblings in the media over the course of the next week. And during that time, the boggle button's getting pushed every game five this, times. Changes this will never time, happen. Because I, I, don't think, I, I got think you. That they, I got, why would this, pretty much, why I'll would tell this you why. Happen? Because do you remember when they, were booing, plausible. when they were booing at a – when they were booing rough in the beginning of the season? Yeah. Yeah. I think the stance this year was they were going to stick – they're going to stick with Ruff. I think if there's a problem, I think Burnett, I think there's a reason that we have the setup we have up with right. the assistant coaches and stuff. But, that's but I don't point. see anything happening this year. I, I don't think he would. I don't think Fitzgerald would do that with this team. I do. How many losses? We got 14 games. How how many losses strung together? Just a, just as a, I'm not saying it's right. going to happen, Tony. I'm just saying 
in if you're Fitzgerald and you got three losses right now, how many more in a row would it take and how much noise from the locker room are you, before you go, wow, I wasn't going to do this, but I think I have to? Well, I would look at the situation of injuries also. When I would look at the teams I've played and the schedule, you are playing the top, you know, basically right, you're going the to None of that matters. The playoffs are the, the only playoffs. thing that matters. None of that and, matters. And now you have to make just, the best of a bad situation. So I just are, can't picture you, them making the change. I can't even contemplate. I mean, I could picture if it was some. I just think Fitzgerald, I think this is his guy for this year. I mean, I, I think right. that I, I think I really that, do believe it, that it is extremely unlikely, of course, but I – see, hockey is – and baseball are probably the two sports that you could do an on-the-fly coaching change. Oh, oh yeah. Um, you know, you can't. You've seen maybe it. You can oh, You can do it in any sport, but you can actually have success in those sports. Uh, you know, I just I, I think a, a new voice, and especially you take a guy like Burnett, who's been there from day one now. And yeah, he said Fitzgerald said that Ruff was his guy after the game two. But now we're 14 games away from the playoffs, sitting on 90-something points, ready to make a push to win the Metropolitan Division, have a playoff game, looking like a team that can do some damage in the playoffs. And if with 14 games left, everything starts to unravel, there is only one thing you can do as a general manager to save it. And that's fire your coach. There's nothing else you can do. You can't make a trade. I don't think it happens, but I'm also a 40... I'm a 47-year-old guy sitting in my garage with Slayer posters around me, so what do I know? But That's I don't think point. it happens. I don't think Slayer it happens. Slayer sucks. Um, how about how's, oh, that's right, you too. I like, I like Slayer. I like Slayer. Um, I love you too. Bondo's going to tell me how to vote. I love you too also. <laughs> no, I, I actually, I don't mind Slayer. Oh, I meant Slayer. you guys. I don't mind Slayer. Not the band. Um, I, I get, I, like, I'll, I'll put them on. Every once in a while, just like they, because they they probably are the fastest band I've ever heard. Like, I don't think anybody plays faster than them. So they generic are fun Christ. once in a while. Because I've heard generic Christ, but uh, you know, Slayer's all right. I, I have no problem with Slayer. But um, we always had different musical tastes, all of us. I know Dan was a Smiths guy, which I, I didn't mind. He got me. Into, I didn't mind that. Uh, you guys were into U two, which was kind of too, too. Uh, I don't know what. Uh, corny for me back then yeah corny. So, and i was into like corny. just heavy weird shit you know but I, we all were different bobby like and you had your we, no effects you know no effects I, yeah I, who's I ending this is their last forever no yeah they, yeah, they i think we all have yes we all do have different tastes but i also like i've also you know i think that we all kind of like everything that each other yeah. likes but we have more of our like Dan got me into the Decemberists. I never would have listened to the Decemberists if Dan did. I've still never, I've never heard of them. And I love them. Uh, uh, the only music I really don't like at all is country. I, I have a hard time. I like some Hank Three behind country. Uh, yeah. How about uh, you know old country? Do you like yeah. Johnny not Cash? Even. And stuff like no, that? No? Not like even. No. Not even. Not even like Johnny Cash, Willie Nelson, that kind of stuff. I, I I don't really like it. I prefer. And I'm weird. Like, I, I love, you know, punk. I'll listen to, you know, Descendants and Ramones. But at the same time, I'll throw a Grateful Dead show on and just hang out for three hours and listen. So, I mean, I can't do the Dead, but the Descendants, I, do love the I jam band. that shit. I mean, Dan Clark remembers I was a big Descendants I love, guy. I love jam oh, yeah, bands. Yeah. I love Fish. I love the Grateful Dead. I love, uh, you know, but I also love, Descendants you know, was like everything the replacements. for you when you were a kid. That's I love the Descendants that. growing up, yeah. man. I also yeah. love, the, you know, the, the replacements. Um, oh, the, yeah, definitely. Um, who else am I thinking of here uh, off the top of my head? I can't even freaking think right now. Boys to Men. <laughs> Boys to Men. Um, uh, what's the one, the kids, um, new kids on the block? Oh, yeah. Um, 
Let's see. Uh, Bell Biv DeVoe. It's a big, yeah, big I like Bell Biv DeVoe like fan. DeVoe. I like Bell and Biv, though. DeVoe, he was, you know, it was tough to like him, but, yeah. you know, when you got to know him, he was pretty fly. Yeah. So, all right, guys. Let's stop dicking around. Give me your predictions of the next game because we're going to come on Monday or Tuesday before uh, the Minnesota game. So are we going to have a podcast the next time where we're going to be happy and goofing around and hoping that Joe Fano comes on or... Hey, Joe Fano's dead. Dude, and, 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 Bobby doesn't, jail. and Bobby doesn't think he brings much to the show. He brought oh, us Joe frickin' Fano. That is the best thing we've ever had on this show. <laughs> I love Jafano. And I'm still confused. Now, Jafano. You could even see the face when you say the name, right? Yeah. yeah. No, I, I definitely. And But is Jafano our Twitter handle now? No. 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 It's our Facebook profile. It was. Well, and, no. it, and it's in jail. <laughs> it's so in I jail. started helping Bobby with Twitter, right? So we started doing Twitter. So I got already. I got blocked today. I had to have Bobby go change the password because I'm like I'm coming from a suspicious country. <laughs> you know? Oh wow! Oh, you're like some kind of Eastern European hacker, as far yeah, as yeah, they're like He's just a bot. So I'm messaging Bobby. Bot. I'm like, you gotta change the password, man. <laughs> you know. So I mean, it it's uh, he said he made a, a a fake name, I guess, for the Facebook account, and he named yes. it Joe Fan O. <laughs> and we just took it Jofano, and that was it. And uh, so, yeah, he tried to. I don't know what he was exactly but doing. How did Jofano uh, go to jail? I was still confused about that. Because he tried to get a, he tried to piggyback, I guess, a business account off a fake personal account. So he tried to oh. do like an Uncle Pucker business account on okay. the Jofano personal account, and then Jofano got put in jail because he can't have a business. He's Joe a legitimate Fano. businessman. Joe Fano. You're trying to tell me. Joe I just want to open up. a legitimate businessman. I got to make a, a website for person. my waste management company, huh? How the hell are they going to know uh, when I got to go pick the containers up, huh? You going to fucking tell me? No. They go on the fucking website. They do it there. You fucking jabroni. I'm fucking Joe Fano. Joe Fano. So, yeah, Joe Fano is definitely uh, the mascot of the Uncle Puckers. So can Has... people go and, like, petition for the release of Joe Fano? Not well, for 100, 180 maybe days. We can, maybe we can ask Joe Biden to pardon him. Yeah. We can pardon <laughs> Joe Fano. Joe so Biden can <laughs> pardon Joe Fano. That's it. Joe the Fano. Republicans would be up in arms if we let Joe Fano out. <laughs> Everybody they arrest everybody. Donald Trump and they arrest Jafano. What's going Everybody. on here? This is fucking forget about it. All right, so we win in tomorrow, guys? Yes. I, I'm feeling positive about this. I think the team feels like it's back is against the wall, that they got to not just, like, you know, play enough to win. They got to win. They have to win. They can't Big, just right? play good enough to win. Yeah, they have to, they have to really go all out. Um, and I think that Vanacek will give us a great performance. I'm looking at this very positively. And, you know, we're going to see some personnel in there that, you know, is going to fill in. I'm not sure exactly who it's going to be, but I'm hoping it's a good night for them. Well, let's hope that tomorrow night, too. Well, Brendan Smith, had I mean, he didn't play terrible, but he had a bad penalty and... You know, but I'm I'm fine with either one of those guys. I think they've both been playing pretty decent. I, I like Ball a lot. Um, uh, and I think Ball has, again, 
another dude, a young dude that Devil fans should be excited about for the future because I think yeah. Ball is going to be a, a mainstay on this team for a long time. And, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I hope... Tone, what do you think? Uh, I'm going to... Gonna hope that I'm gonna hope that we pull it off four to three tomorrow night. I don't know. I, have, I do have kind of this bad feeling that I don't want to have. I just uh, it's been a rough week, and I've seen some stuff where you get, you know you know how it goes. The confidence level goes up and down, and right now I'm kind of right now I'm thinking, man, the playoffs are gonna be really fucking hard. You know, no, you yeah. d- you going four three in regulation? You know what? No, I'm gonna go in OT, and I'm gonna go he's year. Oh, okay. So you're calling the goal the game winner? Yes. I, I'm yes. gonna go. I'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction, guys. I do think this slump is gonna last a little bit longer. Uh, I think the Devils are gonna be fine. I think they're gonna be. I think this is going to make them a better team in the long run. What they're going through now, uh, I do think they're gonna lose tomorrow. A nail biter, maybe even an overtime loss. They might get a point out of it, uh, but I do think they're gonna end up with the L. And I think it's going to take a little bit, either some guys coming back or guys like Nolan Foote getting acclimated a little bit more in this lineup, a guy like Curtis Lazar getting a little more in this lineup. But they're going to turn it around. And I just hope that, you know, like we said, Lindy Ruff, he's the one that worries me the most now. Like when the team loses a game, we can sit here and talk about, you know, oh, Severson did this or the goaltending was that or this guy didn't, blah, blah. When you start stringing together these losses... I do put more of an emphasis on the coaching staff and how they get this team out of it. Yep. Because that's big. This is all a lot, a lot right now about confidence and about just making this, putting this team in the best position to be successful. Walking into the arena every night and not having a clue who you're playing with, um, maybe that's not the best way to get the most out of this team. I don't that's know. That's a good point. And it, it, you know what? It, that when I see the number four, you know what that makes me think of, right? Scott Stevens Getting swept out of the playoffs. Oh, oh yes, losses <laughs> turned. You know, because four in a row is all it yeah, takes. That's for it. Your playoff dreams to go crashing and burning. That's so it. you know, like we had these three losses. It's unfortunate. You're not going to win too many playoff series losing three in a row. Don't get me wrong. It's not like that's okay. But four in a row, man. We were saying this team does not lose much less than one out of four games. Yeah, I think Now that has totally been shattered this late in the season. Uh, what we don't want to do is say, yeah, this is a preview of our playoff exit right? with four in a row losses. Um, you, you make a good point. Could come to pass, and, and, and then even still, they can come out the Maybe other this side. Is our slump this is not the playoffs. Yeah. yeah, this is not the playoffs. And that, and, 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 right. You know. I get everything it. right now needs to be focused on. Oh, I mean, the main focus of everything should be getting this team ready for the playoffs. Nothing else. It, the, winning the Metro, even dropping to third, none of that matters. Who gives a and shit? If we're this. one, if we're two, or three, just be ready for the playoffs. It's been a super fun, amazing season so far. This team has a shitload of potential. They'll, they have to get it together, but they're still young and they're going to have to learn. And now, more so, you know, we talked about, I think, the coaching and the veterans on this team need to step up now. Now is when you're Absolutely. needed. What were you yeah. going to say, Tom? And here's a positive thought. Think about this. What is it, March? I, I mean, we're on to, you guys at midnight yet over there? Uh, it's a, 10, 10 to 11. Okay, so you guys are 18th on the 19th. Um, think like about the fucking future. 
Dude, what are the lottery me. numbers? I'm a little grayer. Look already. What are, what uh, are the lottery the numbers? Go? I want to guess. Yeah, how do we do? Did we win? <laughs> well, guys, you guys want to play some bets? No. Um, <laughs> if, if I was going to tell you on on March 19th or 18th that we were going to have 95 points, 44 wins and 18 losses with a couple I weeks, say, shut pretty badass. Pretty badass, isn't it though? Absolutely. If you last told year, me if that, I would have told you that, what would you have said to me? Get the fuck out of here. I would have said, "Get the fuck out of here!" Totally. That's exactly. <laughs> Take your seven what I goalies and pack up and leave. I would have exactly. I would have said, "No way is Nico Dawes going to give us ninety-three points." That's what I would have said. But uh, yeah, all right, yeah. Look, man. Like I said, this has been a, such a fun year. You know, this team has given us so much exciting hockey. I don't want to see it end at all. Even you know, in the playoffs, I just want them to keep playing. Um, but just because I really like everything about this team. They're a super fun team to watch. Uh, They're just going through a a rough patch. And, you know, we know we have, well, at least we think we know we have a a lot of the players that we need to win a cup. I don't know if we have the coaching staff to win the cup. So I'm going to just, you know, sit back and enjoy this next 14 games. I absolutely think they're going to pull it out. Uh, pull out of this and when they do I think they're going to go on a freaking run like they did in January when they got out of the December slump which actually just ended last week really they've been rolling since then so for like two and a half months this team has been like really solid so go through your little slump now and then if you can get rolling again the way that you were when you get out of this slump the way you got out of the last slump well then we're in the cup finals Remember we were just saying a couple weeks ago, I couldn't imagine losing four games. Yeah, <laughs> This week that. you might I, get a good taste I of it. I don't see this team <laughs> exactly. winning four out of seven. You said those are your exact words, and I think everybody on the show agreed with you. Really can't. And to be honest with you, I mean, I'll be shocked if they lose tomorrow because of that exact reason. But I'm going to say that this pain is not quite over. I just don't see them... I don't see that like today. I just felt like the effort wasn't there. I know you say, you know they've made a, played a good second period and that's fine, but you can't just play twenty minutes. You have to play sixty, and I didn't see that tonight. I you saw know what I hate know, seeing. I know Bobby told us not to mention it, but I sorry Bobby, but I see the Rangers creeping up and I fucking hate it. Tonight six nothing they won. Yeah, um, you know I'm like shit. So what is it now? They're we're five points ahead of them, right? Right. I mean, this is going to be a. This, I have a feeling it's going to be a little stressful for us the next few weeks because that's you know. Guys, remember, remember two thousand. Couple of things in two thousand, right? We talked about it real quick. I know we're getting over to the time, so we'll we'll wrap it up quick. But uh, we fire our head coach in March. We bring move our assistant up to an interim head coach. We are struggling this time of the year. We are. Uh, I don't remember what our record was, but it wasn't good. We were whatever place, fourth seed, I believe, that year in the playoffs. So we're playing the fifth seed, which was the Florida Panthers. We knew we were playing them. Uh, the last game of the season was against them, and uh, we were not playing good hockey. And something clicked the last game of the season. We beat the Panthers, swept them in the first round of the playoffs, and didn't look back. So, you know, the fact that the Rangers won 6 nothing, they're creeping up on us. Yeah, they're a hell of a team. And this team is will be well beyond their years if they get past them in the playoffs. You're going to go against a Ranger team that went through it all last year. They've had the, they had the highs, they had the lows, they had it all. Uh, this team hasn't 
the Rangers are definitely going to be more prepared, but I do not in any way, shape, or form would concede them anything. You know, the Devils are going to play their asses off, and the Devils can beat them. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just... These are... There's, it's a long season, man. There's peaks and valleys. you got to get through it. And all what matters most now is how are they getting out of it and how are they going to look when they do. Because I don't want to see... I want them to either go on this little stretch of bad hockey and turn it around. I don't want to see they win one, they lose two, they win one, they lose, win, lose. Going into the playoffs, I don't want to see that. I want to see them figuring their shit out. And I think they will. They did it. They've been through a slump like this. Well, worse slump in December. So I think they're going to figure it out. I think they'll be okay. But I do think tomorrow will be a loss. And I think they're going to go in uh, back home against the Wild and... And, and, and you know, play their game. Wilder, another team that's a really good defensive team. We have to start being able to break those defensive teams up, and and you know, generating offense our way. Yes. Okay. Anybody else have anything they want to add on this relatively mild show compared to the last time? You know, I miss Bobby. I think that's I what I too. wanted to say. You know, I miss Bobby too. But at least the audience will not have to hear me cackling like a freaking little old lady the whole time. <laughs> Because I'm just, just cracking up, so yeah. Don't worry, so, I kept Bobby busy today changing passwords. So, <laughs> is that what you guys call it now? Changing passwords. <laughs> That's All what right. we do. All right, good for you. So, um, we are the Uncle Puckers, uh, Chris, Dan, and Tony. Uh, anybody that is listening to us, if you want to reach us, you can find us at unclepuckers at gmail dot com. We will read all the emails. If you have a question, oh, we got to do that. We haven't read emails in a while. Yeah, we will. We're gonna we'll do some critiques. If you have a question, critique, criticism, anything, even hate mail, we like hate mail. I have one email. Um, it was a single question. I don't know if you want to maybe just throw it in right now at the end because it is yeah. only one question. Sure. What was it? It was why don't you go fuck yourselves? And I thought that was a fair question. It was mostly, a, a fair question. Yeah, I told my mom mostly, not to send emails yet. <laughs> yeah. So, Dan, do you want to take this one? Why don't you go fuck yourself? Um, mostly because I'm too busy fucking your mother. That's that's my answer wow. to okay. that guy. Did okay. you really you get know, an email? I'm not gonna. I, yes. I'm not gonna speak to uh, our listeners like that. So I'm not gonna tell them. I was so talking to you. Oh, uh, <laughs> fucking my mother is really, really disgusting. Well, I'm sorry. Um, oh, don't be. You want yeah. her? She's yours. I'll give you the urn. Do what you want with it. Oh, <laughs> Hockey, necrophilia. <laughs> On that note, uh, we're the Uncle Puckers. Uh, please drop us a line. Check us out. Thank you so much for sitting with us for this hour or so tonight. As you we, too uh, bad, Slayer as, Good. We have a therapy session about the Devils' third loss in a row. We're going to be back here uh, early next week. We'll talk a little bit about the third game of the week against the Lightning and uh, see if our boys can uh, turn it around. So that's it for the Uncle Puckers. Thank you so much again, and we'll see you when we see you. Puckers out. Peace. It's over.